the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, man, God, my friend, this is one of those wow, 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 wow days, man. You know, so, uh, wow, Todd, we just... It's going to be a good one. I love music. I love me some good jams. Hey, man, you got one of the best in the business, man. (laughs) You got one of the best in the business with us today. And, uh, you know, a very good friend of mine, uh, you know, love his music, just uh, released a new album. This young man, I call him a young man, had played with some of the best, some of the greats. And uh, his music is contagious, Todd. It's contagious, you know, so we're talking about the one and only George V. Johnson Jr. You know, that's going to be joining us today. And uh, I always got to say, uh, I hope everybody had a, <laughs> I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, yes, uh, I'm not going to date it, but uh, yes, I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I hope that we continue to have great weekends. I, I, I would be remiss if I did not introduce my fantastic, wonderful co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful day. We had a great weekend and all is good. All is good. You know, Michelle, we are going to talk about this thing called walk spirit, talk spirit, and uh we 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 gonna do this. We gonna do it because we do it big, or we gonna do it at all. So, and uh, sometimes we always have to be the walk spirit. I mean, keep your head up high, have that energy, that juice. I mean, just thinking positive, and then words come out of our mouth have to be the same way. We have to talk spirit. <laughs> you don't want to stop me, George. You don't want to talk stop me, but. <laughs> But, but, preach, this, <laughs> but this this young man right here is uh got a absolutely wonderful album and we're gonna sample bits and pieces of of the album. Hey George, even though we on the air, uh that, can you tell us the lineup that you want us to, you know, kinda like inter, introduce the I think I got got four songs from you. Which right. ones you want first? First, second, okay, third, fourth. Okay, since the uh the title of the program is called Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit. Let's start off with the uh, Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit narrative will set us free because it's the narrative that yes. frees our minds, mm-hmm. you know. 
It's the key. We're looking for keys. Okay. And it's that history, the ancestors, the voices of our ancestors who are calling us, you know, uh, leaving that history. That helps us to, uh, to walk through this madness. Help us walk through. Can you tell us real quickly, the, in order, uh, walk, walk spirit, talk spirit, what's the other three in order? Oh, then we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take the gravy train. Okay. And then the, the road song. Okay. And then right. no room for squares. No, That's so that. we got it. We got it. I tell you what, Michelle, I cannot wait. No room to, for squares. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait to get this show started. Uh, Michelle, uh, first of all, Michelle, we already know what the title is. Can you uh, tell us the purpose of the show? Yes, the purpose of the show is getting to know the background of jazz vocalist, lyricist, actor, playwright, producer, promoter, and composer George V. Johnson Jr. <laughs> Discuss his musical career journey and his creative process and talk about his musical influences and collaborations throughout his career and talk about his latest album and any upcoming tours. Wow. Can you please introduce this great man to our listening audience so we can get started? Cause I want to hear some of this music. Yes. George V. Johnson. <laughs> George V. Johnson Jr. is a master of the art of jazz vocalist. This lyricist, actor, playwright, producer, promoter, composer, and contributing editor was born in Washington, D.C. He attended Prince George's Community College, Howard University School of Fine Arts, named heir apparent by the father of vocalist, the late Eddie Jefferson. His career spans over 45 years. He has shared the stage with many jazz giants. George was privileged to make his first recording debut with legendary Pharoah Sanders on the LP Rejoice in 1981. Featuring original lyrics to John Coltrane's classic, Moments Notice. Johnson's soulful style and earthly lyrics to this great composer's work established new dimensions in the art of jazz vocalese. The voice ascended with skillful musicians magically connects with Hank Mobley's spirit. Just imagine swinging stories that take you on a musical voyage. Since retiring from New Jersey Transit Rail as a train conductor several years ago, Johnson's career is on the move. His recent tours include Denmark, Israel, Parma, Italy, Atlanta, North Carolina, Virginia, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and many more. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, George was featured weekly in Donvante McCoy Quintet at the 18th Street Lounge. And we have many, many things to learn about this extraordinary man. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes back jazz great George V. Johnson, Jr. Welcome back, George. Man, you know, Thank I you tell you. Much. Man, you've been on the show a couple of times, man. And in one show that you came on, man, you sung every song, you know, <laughs> uh, live. I mean, you, we got we had a concert live from you, man. Cause uh, I think yeah. that at that time yeah. we had problems about being able to play your music. But man, I, I enjoyed the live, and I'm excited about uh, this album that you uh, just released. But uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you, where you grew up, and? Uh, and then we're gonna get all off into this, and we're gonna play some of that music. Okay, uh, thank you. I love your energy. Thank you for, <laughs> again for having me on this wonderful show. It's your life, and uh, you know, uh, I was born and raised in Washington D.C., 1950. So I grew up during the the civil rights era, you know, in the '60s. Said loud, we black and we brown, you know. My idols were uh, like uh, James Brown, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, 
Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Elijah Muhammad, Angela Davis, George Jackson, H. Wright Brown, Stokely Carmichael. So in them days, you know, black was beautiful. We were saying it loud at Dick Gregory. And at that time, we weren't using the N-word. We were, it was totally different then. But uh, so I got a chance to, you know, growing up seeing the, uh, the civil rights movement, I learned a lot. And then when I was a kid, my father loved music. He played music every day, every payday. He'd go out, he'd bring home new albums. And I would, you know, it was a family full of music. And here I am today, you know, not knowing that uh, it would affect my life the way it did. And, uh, you know, there are stories along the way I started singing, but uh, my, I had a musical, a musical family. My father loved to play music, and that's, that's my connection. Wow. You know, George, uh, you began playing music at an early age, and I, I know you said your, your father drew it, but I'm talking about for you to lock in and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so oh, yeah. what, 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 what were the first uh, instrument or song or, that you, uh, you started with? I started with my father's microphone. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he was playing records, you know, he would always have his microphones talking jive and playing. And then what happened was the resident manager of the apartment building where I lived at was a piano player. His name was Spencer Payne. He played in the local hotels and the bars and stuff like that. And and, and on weekends, he would have jam sessions at his house. And he, they had five siblings. We had five siblings. And we'd... We were best friends, so we'd always be in the house. So he'd have them jam sessions in the house. And there'd be a lot of musicians in there, people who you probably heard of, who, who would end up being very famous and die. And uh, so being around that environment, watching the, watching the jam sessions, watching musicians play, uh, it, it kind of affected me, you know. And then when my father would leave the house, I would sneak and turn on his record player and turn on the <laughs> microphone. And then I would put on some of those records, like Frankie Live and the James Brown. But my father always knew that I was messing with his with his turntable because he had a diamond needle. Mm. And you know, in them days, the diamond needles cost a lot. And he knew I was messing with it because the needle would, would get broken. He would shout, <laughs> "What happened? Somebody just playing with my system? I know it's you, but you know that was." And uh, I kept on and kept on and kept on. So I would sing songs like Frankie Live. A, I'll always love you. B, because my heart is true. C, come, come, come closer. I'll tell you about the ABC. So, you know, songs like that, you know, the miracles of Stevie Wonder and the temptations. But one who who made everybody funky was James Brown. You know, so, I want you to hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to, have to take a station break, but we're going to come back. We're going <laughs> to jump right off into, uh, you know, your music, and we're going to pick it up from there. So if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 344 1170 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cooler. We'll be back shortly with George V. Johnson. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. 
James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hey, listen on, just in case that uh, you don't know, we're, we have the famous, the one and only George V. Johnson Jr. with us today, my good friend, and uh, he just released a brand new album called Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit, and that's what we're getting ready to jump off into this, and we're going to do both of those things, and we must always do both of those things, so... Uh, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. George, I I want to uh, piggyback off what you were saying. Last word you said was that uh, you know you used to sneak downstairs, play this music, and Jane Brown. And I want to pick it back up on that for a minute or so before we go off and uh, deep off into this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So you know, back during the sixties. We had the rock and roll and the rhythm and blues, but it was James Brown that made everybody funky, you know. Nobody was funky. He made everybody funky. 
then the seventies and eighties, all the music changed. And so I had a chance to experience that and all that all that were the ingredients that made me to what I am today right now. And uh, my writings, you know, my life experiences. So when I'm writing lyrics, I, I can uh, I put myself at I use my memory, emotional recall, and uh, that's how I write. And, uh, and then uh, after the 60s, I started getting into the music, into jazz. Then I heard about this, you know, this club that was opening up called the Pinkfoot. It had a jazz workshop. So all the time during my teenage years, I was learning all these songs and learning these songs and practicing, practicing, and practicing. And when I heard about this workshop, I walked in. It was at a place called the Pigfoot. It was a jazz club in Washington, D.C. called the Pigfoot. And the one and only John Malachi was a, held the workshops there. And uh, so when I walked in, that's when I started singing. I signed up. And John said, what do you want to sing? And I said, a night in Tunisia. He said, a night in Tunisia. What does this young man know about a night in Tunisia? And I said, well, just play it the way that, uh, that, that Dizzy Gillespie and Eddie Jefferson played it. And that was my intro. And the first time that I performed in front of a live audience in a nightclub. But I was always performing in church because, you know, we always started church in the church mm-hmm. choir. I think when I was like seven, eight years old, me and my sister, we were singing duets like Blessed Assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. So I grew up, you know, singing the gospel. Sam Cooke, that was that was another one of my idols. Sam Cooke. Oh. Sam Cooke was one of the greatest singers of all time. So I patterned myself after Franklin Lyman, Sam Cooke, Stevie Wonder, Jane Brown, the mixture of all that. Oh, I love some Sam Cooke, and so does my mama. She loves uh, when he used to be part of the gospel, Sam Cooke and the Soul Stirrers. Soul oh, my stirrers. goodness. Yeah, yeah she Soul loves stirrers. she love her some Sam Cooke. So, George, how would you, if someone came up to you and said, George, how would you classify yourself as a singer? Like, what type of, what kind of singer would you say you are, and how would you describe the music you typically create and write? Well, I'm more like a, a griot. You know, it's you know, it's a purpose to this music. It's a purpose, you know, the, you know, those messages, you know, the griots passed on the messages of our ancestors. So if you notice all my songs have messages in them. I'm not just singing about oh baby, I wanna be with you tonight and you know, let you <laughs> I want to hug you. No, I, you got the, the purpose of this music is to spread the messages, you know. And the thing about this music, it transforms all color lines, all ears, and it's just a, it's just so powerful that it brings people together. So I class myself like a I classify classify myself as a messenger, a musical messenger, and. Uh, and uh, and I just happened to, the music is so powerful that even if you never heard it, you're going to love it. I don't care if you never listened to what they, they can call it jazz or raz or whatever you want to call it. 
is music. It's only good music and bad. And if I can get you in the audience, I'm going to make you feel good. I don't care if you never heard the music before. It's just like that walk spirit, talk spirit. Bam. See how powerful that is? Yes. Well, talking about walk spirit, talk spirit, tell us about your latest album and what was the creative process you you know got you game in you came into when creating this particular album and why did you title it Walk Spirit Talk Spirit? And, and keep in mind, uh, George, you can always uh, sing a little bit <laughs> on here if you want to. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll give you the story. Well, you know, I've always been writing lyrics. I've been writing lyrics since the seventies, and I've probably compiled probably several hundred lyrics. So, but thankful. Thank God, because of the pandemic, being home, I was driving Lyft and I was singing and running here and running there. But the the pandemic made me take a real close look at myself, my life, what I wanted to do. And and it it was an urgency because I hadn't recorded probably in 20-something years. And because I was always helping other people with my network, I created this uh, social network called the Washington DC Jazz Networks. I'm always busy helping other people, so you forget about yourself. And then, uh, and then finally, you know, uh, during the pandemic, I was going out walking with my son every day. We go out and walk the dog like about five or six miles, and doing those walks, it made me think. And then I would get to where I was going. It was this pond. I would go exercise. I would sing all the way there. I, I, I said, I need to do an album. So I had these, had about 10 songs that I was writing lyrics to. And I would practice them. I would take two songs and sing them for two hours, just over and over. And doing my walks, I would meditate, I'd pray, I would exercise, do push ups, sit ups. I, I would uh, train myself like a fighter, like I was in the military, because, you know, you got to be physically fit in order to. For your body, for your spirit to, uh, you know, you got to be healthy and, you know, to, to you know, to uh, to do this thing. It's not easy. You know, I'm, I'll be 72 in December. And so uh, this walking, so the process of me practicing, so I'd come home and I, I would put them, I'd sing them on video over and over and over and over. And so say, say for instance, like the song Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit. I had been hearing, that was written by McCoy Tyner. And as a matter of fact, the song is in memory of McCoy Tyner. And I've always loved his music. And uh, I was listening on YouTube to the Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit. And, you know, it was so beautiful. It was so catchy. that that one, I wrote the lyrics of that immediately. I was sitting right here in this room with my son. We'd be sitting over there, and I'd be playing it on the TV. And the music be going, Walk so the song was called Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit. So I went, Walk Spirit, Walk, Talk Spirit, Talk to me. And then it, and then the, the horn was going, do, do, do. The beat was going, do, 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 do. So I went, Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit, Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit, Walk Spirit, Talk. Walk spirit, walk with me. Walk spirit, talk spirit, talk spirit, walk spirit, walk spirit, walk. Come and set my people free. 
Show me the mystery. Man, we might we, we we might have to we we might have to sing the, the rest of this the interview just just let you just sing it. No, no man, that's that's so, that's. So it's like a powerful message, and the message is like I was like Moses leading my people through the promised land with narrative with the narrative for, to free your mind. We have to communicate. We have to talk. We have to learn our history. Learn where we came from to know where we're going. We have to study our ancestors because uh, the world is in a terrible crisis right now. And so it's the narrative that would help set us free. You know, you know learn about different cultures. You know, learn about different cultures. We're all human. We're, all, we're just one race. The human race. Hold that thought because we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and we're going to pick it up and we're going to walk spirit, talk spirit. And if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1 888 Again, that's 1 888 It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen-to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. All aboard the gravy train. Next stop, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago. All aboard. 
Wow, we're doing the gravy train. Listen, audience, you just heard a, a sample of that. We got a lot more to come, but if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Now, George, you got to tell me about this gravy train, man. You got to explain to us. Uh, uh, I was listening to that song yesterday, man, and and, and uh, I I couldn't stop. I couldn't turn it off. So tell us uh, about it. Well, tell us why you wrote it. Uh, well, the, the Gravy Train was written by the great NEA jazz master Lou Dallas. Now, this song came out in the uh, in the late fifties. That in, in the sixties, because see, Lou was one of those. He was he was like the saxophonist that made all the other saxophonists funky. So he came out with the Gravy Train, I think, round about in the fifties, and. Uh, so I met Lou in the 74, but he would always play that song, you know. And uh, so one day I decided to write lyrics to it. I written lyrics about four Lou Donaldson pieces. And uh, and there was one of those songs where every time he played in a club, the people would get up dancing. So I said, oh, wow, let me uh, create this dance craze and call it the, the gravy train. Because we're going to be stepping across the USA. We're stepping in Hollywood. We're stepping in Vegas, New Orleans. We're stepping in Baltimore, Chicago, and New York and Tennessee. So come on aboard the train. You're ready to dance the night away. Gravy train. So, you know, the gravy train is one of those happy songs where, where people can dance and have fun. Because, you know, the music it used to be dance music. It was, you know, Jazz was dance music. It was the music that people played every day in their houses. And then when they took it out, the, and then when they put it in the club and put it in the concert halls, everything changed. People would just sit back listening instead of getting up partying. So when I perform, when I'm on that stage, we're going to party. So we're going to party. We're going to think. We're going to have fun. There's going to be a great time celebrating life. And that's what the music is all about. It's not about singing the same song over and over. You see a lot of jazz singers out here, they sing the same songs over and over. So you have to be creative. Create something. Leave your legacy. What can you do with your music to offer society, to help society? You understand? So all those songs that you heard, like the walks, it's a message to everything in it. It's a purpose to all these lyrics. So this one is the one where we get together, we party, and I teach you how to do the dance. <laughs> I teach you how to I sing the dance. I sing the steps. Wow. You know, uh, you, you have written uh, quite a few albums uh, over, the, over time. What makes this album so different from uh, your previous writings? Because it was blood, sweat, and tears, believe me. I worked hard doing this album. This is special. And I hadn't did an album in over 20 years. So, and then, you know, the one album that was keeping me alive was that Pharaoh Saunders album, 1980, the Pharaoh Saunders. That's still being played on the XM radios, all the radio stations. So people have always been asking me, when are you going to put a new CD? When are you going to put out a new CD? When are you going to put out a new CD? So it was time for me to do that. I'm 72, and then during the pandemic, I got very ill. So I had like a wake-up call, like a flash before my eyes. 
You know, I woke up one day, it was November 19, 2021. I woke up and uh, I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. I had all this pain running through my body and I didn't know what it was. And I get very, very sick. It was the arthritis. And I, my life flashed before my eyes. And I knew that I had to do something, leave my mark before I left this planet. So I got my health together. And I, I just asked God to please, you know, give me strength. You know, so I can complete this project because, uh, you know, there are a lot of singers out here. And I think I still have a lot to offer. I have a lot to offer. And so I just, I'm just feel like I'm blessed. God has given me the, the the opportunity to to share my music with the world. So this album means a lot to me. And I think every song on that album, you know, it has the potential to to be a, a great song. So we're going for the Grammys. We're going for the gold. <laughs> <You understand? laughs> I'm in it to win it. George, I hear that. So, what is the best advice? piece of advice that you've ever received from another musician and what was that advice? My, that advice was never to ask anybody to let you play. You know, uh, when I go out to clubs, I never ask anybody to let me sing. I just go and sit because what happened was it was back in 1974. My mentor, John Malachi, was playing at the Pigfoot. And so we had developed this relationship. See, most of my most of my education came through building relationships. So we had built a relationship. So John was playing a song that I normally sing with him. And I touched his arm. And he after the song he pulled me in the back and said, Don't you ever do that again. When I want you to sing, I know what you do. When I want you to sing, I'll let you know. I'll let you I, I will bring you up. So what my advice to you is never, if, because jazz musicians don't get a chance to play that often. And when they play, they want to play their music. And if people like you, people love what you're doing, they will invite you up. So, uh, so I use that as my, that was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned through my whole career. I've never asked anyone to let me sing. So when you see me performing with like Benny Goldson and you know, Jimmy Heath and, and different people like that. Those people invited me up. So, and so that was one of the greatest lessons. So my lesson, my my advice to any young musicians, practice your instrument. Practice your craft. Like that song, No Room for Squares. Tighten up your music. There's no room for squares. Have your back together. There's no room for squares. So, you know, you got to have your bag together because if you got your thing together, everybody will take notice and the word will spread around and you will get your, your, your due recognition. You just got to be strong and just take care of yourself in that long gym. Wow. You know, you have uh, uh, worked with a lot of greats and you have mentored uh, a lot of uh, great jazz artists. Like one is our, oh, yeah. our friend, our friend, <laughs> yeah. sweet, sweet Lou Alatosin. You know, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, that was amazing man. how we met, man. <laughs> it was amazing how we met. 
Hey, I know, I know, I know. Sweet Lou is watching right now. How you doing out there, Sweet Lou? You know, but uh, yeah, Lou. Working I text with him the, we got on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, working with uh, the great uh, artists, and how does that build your strength and your confidence? And and you you always willing to pass it down to uh, up and coming uh, uh, jazz artists? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, how it helps me is that, you know, I am self-taught. I didn't go to school. I never studied an instrument. I, I mean, in high school, we, I took uh, a couple, I took flute, but I never had a lesson. I never went to school for music, anything. It was a natural ability. And when you feel, you know, it was the one thing that I could do that nobody could tell me I couldn't do because of my size. Because when I came out of high school, I was a real small person. I loved ball, I loved all that, but I couldn't play because I was too small. But music, singing was a thing that, that I could do. And so once you tap into your energy and you find something that you can do, you got to work on it every day. You, if you love it, if you love something so much, you, I'm sure we all got that inner thing within us that we love. You just got to find that niche and do it. And music was my niche. Once I found out that people liked the sounds that came out of my mouth, it just, uh, and I was just listening to music. It was something I could do. I loved it. I never knew, I never thought that I would be a jazz singer. I didn't go into this to be a star or do this. I, it was just part of my life. It was part of my life, and I did it, and I pursued it. And once I figured out what to do, what I would do, I would get. I had, and, and I had a, a sound on sound Sony, uh, really real recorder, and I would record myself with Charlie Parker, with John Coltrane, with Eddie Jefferson, with, with every, and I would get every note, every every move until it was perfect. So by the time I got rid of singing the club, it was it was like perfect, you know what well, I mean. I, so you got to work on your thing. Got to work on hold that thought. We we gonna pick it up. We gotta take a station on, break. We, we gonna pick it up when we get back. Yeah. So uh, wow. If you want to be part of this great conversation, just one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We'll be back shortly after the break with George V. Johnson Jr. It's your life. All around the world. I just left New York to see L.A. and Chicago, Spain, the people in St. Louis, really love the sounds, and San Francisco sure was like, yes, the folks love to get down. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity, coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. 
Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. This is watches every move. When people can do here and play, then you hang there something hip to say. Oh, 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 you think you're doing sound. Oh, oh, you think it's getting down. And more than we listen to that soulful sound. Guaranteed there's hardly squares around. We Wow, man, you know, uh, all of these songs on that album are absolutely fantastic, my friend. They're absolutely fantastic. And you talk about no squares around. No squares. <laughs> Listen, audience, uh, you know, you still have time if you want to call in and chat with this young man and, and uh, you know, uh, also talk about his music and get his music. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But if you want to be part of that conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. George, can you tell us about No Squares Around? I know you were talking about it a little bit right before we went to the break. Uh, uh, that's a beautiful song, my friend. Yeah, well, that was a message to the young ones to, there's no room for squares. This is serious <laughs> business. This is not a game. This is not a game because how I first got it, how I survived in New York was rough. You know, I was a Metro bus driver in Washington, D.C. I left my job. I moved to New York because I wanted New York bad with $350 in a suitcase. And I rode the subway trains for three months. So it was not a game. I went up there because I wanted to, to make it in the music business. So that's what I did. I sacrificed my job to go to New York. So, there's no room for squares. And, and if the lyrics are written to a Hank Mobley composition. As a matter of fact, I've written lyrics of 45 Hank Mobley compositions. And that particular one ought to be the second one I recorded. So, uh, it's tighten up your music. There's no room for squares. Have your back together. There's no room for squares. When Hank Mobley played the different rooms. The musicians watched us every move. When the people came to hear him play, they knew Hank had something hip to say. All around the world, the folks were digging the sound. Everybody knew that Hank was getting down. Hank Mobley, when you listen to that soulful sound, 
guarantee it is Harley Squares rap. So there's no room for squares, no matter what you do. Wow. George, what would you say has been the most challenging aspect of your career and what has been the highlight of your career? The most challenging part of my career was uh, maintaining a family life and pursuing my musical life because uh, I had three sons and, and a home and all the things that came with it. So I, would, I, I, I was working on the railroad. That afforded me the opportunity to, to, uh, to do what I needed to do because I was making good money and I was working on the railroad. And, 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 yeah, and that's where the song Gravy Train comes in, too. That whole gravy thing train comes in. Uh, and that second question, what was the second question? The second one, what has been the highlight of your career? The highlight of my career <laughs> is surviving. Being able to, with all the, all the things that I went through, the process I went through, and now I'm still able, and I've, uh, I'm alive, and I can succeed and make this album. But the real highlight of the career was meeting Eddie Jefferson and, and singing with James Moody, the great James Moody. I was singing with James, the great James Moody. There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Mm -hmm. James Moody, Jessica Gillespie, Farrell Saunders, Lou Dawson, Benny Golson. I was singing with the greatest musicians in the world, and I didn't go to school for it. So all that was like my greatest achievement. And to top it off now, I put this album out. Wow. And that would be right now my greatest achievement right now. And I just, I'm so thankful that you had the insight to bring me on your show. Well, you man, you know that? that I was going to do that. And we, we, you know, you're coming on again. Uh, you're coming on the television show real soon. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I tell you, uh, this great album of yours, can you tell our listening audience where they can get it? Uh, first of all, tell what? them the title one more time and, what, and where they can get this great album. Uh, the name, the title of the album is called Your Majesty, George V. Johnson, Walk Spirit, Talk Spirit. And right now it's streaming digitally on all streaming platforms, over 100 platforms. And, uh, and so I get the CDs, I get the actual CD. It's there between, it'll be delivered. I ordered it a week ago, it'll be delivered between May 6th, excuse me, between May 6th and May 11th. So when I get the actual CDs, I'm starting off with an auction. I'm going to auction the first card on the 14th. It's going to be a bidding of X amount of dollars. And, uh, and then I'm going to, I got my padded envelopes and I got my brochure and my cover letter and I'm going to send them out to about a hundred radio stations because the airplay on the radio stations, you know, will help generate some interest. It put me back in the playing field with all the other great singers. And that would be my biggest dream is to finally get this thing on the radio and start touring and performing again. Because I really, I've only performed once since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in the house every day. I'm walking and practicing and walking and practicing. I got all this energy built up. I'm ready to explode. So mm -hmm. I, I just want this music to hit the radio stations 
and it's just a, so much work being an independent artist because you know you got to pay your royalties, you got to join this BMI, you got to make sure everybody get paid, then you you're planning the record, the recording date. That was a lot of work, but I did it, and and I I figured in two more weeks, I'm going to have that record. I'm going to make sure you get a copy. I'm going to send them out on the spread of love, and I'm just so thankful. Thank God I'm alive. <laughs> wow. George, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have a muse, you know, a source of their inspiration, their creativity. Do you have a muse? God is my source. God and belief in myself and never giving up, never giving up hope. Because I've been told I couldn't sing. I've been told a lot of things. But, uh, but let me tell you one thing. You see, I, my, my friendship, I, my, my, I developed friendship like Eddie Jefferson, James Moody, Carol Saunders, Lou Donaldson. These are masters of the music. And when you got some people like that on your side, that believe in you and telling you that your thing is together, that you're bad. You're one of the baddest cats in the world. This is what people probably say to me. So I don't worry about what Joe Blow down the street think or what this person on this person think because I've already been verified by the greatest people in the world. So so now all you got to do is put all that together and, and, and just and work on my craft. Now I'm working on my working on my repertoire. I'm ready. You know, somebody called me up and said, George, I got a concept for you at Carnegie Hall tomorrow. I'm ready. You can wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, I put you <laughs> on the show. You got to always be ready. Man. Always got to be ready. You got to always be ready. You know, we're coming down to the last few minutes of the show. Uh, what's some advice that, uh, some advice or a couple of, that you want our listening audience to, to take away from this? And, uh, and tell them what's next on the horizon. We know that the album is going to be out, you know, out right now, but uh, they will actually be able to uh, get it. And you, I can see you performing all over the world, my friend. I can see you doing it. I'm looking forward to it. Can you talk about that just a little bit, about 45 seconds? Just be serious. Love what you do. Never give up. Never give up hope. Believe in yourself. And just work on it. Execute. Work on it. Never give up. Oh, believe in yourself. And that's the main thing. And be positive. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Just be positive and spread love. If everybody else is talking negative, that don't mean you got to do it. Just spread love no matter what. And when somebody, a problem comes away, comes in front of you, walk away. You know, walk away. It's too much. It's too much positive stuff out here. Wow! And uh, just live your life. Live your life. That's live what life. it's all about. Living your life. And uh, listen, audience, you just heard uh, this great man, George V. Johnson Jr. Talk spirit, walk spirit. I mean, walk spirit, talk spirit. And I tell you, George, we have to have you back on this show real soon. You and I talked about that when we'll talk in a couple of weeks and finalize that. So I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the James Cooley show. It's your life. You will be back. I like, 
I like to thank my great. Thank so much, <laughs> I like to thank my great co-host Michelle Cooley for always doing heavy lifting. My great, my fantastic producer Todd Pirate. Most importantly, I like to thank my listening audience for always tuning in to make sure that I mean, you're getting the latest because we're gonna bring, we're gonna continue to bring these great guests like we have with George here, and we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. Just let's do a little walk spirit, talk spirit. We'll be back same time tomorrow, same place. It's your life. Thank you, James. Thank you, Michelle. I love you. Love you too, my friend. Talk spirit, talk. Walk spirit, walk. Talk spirit, talk. Walk spirit, walk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.